Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. All right, welcome back to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Um, here back with uh, Matt today, and um, we're going to talk more specifically about swimmers. Um, at the moment, it's the middle of winter. Oh, no, sorry, it's not the middle of winter. It's the start of winter when we record this. Like it, yeah. yeah, it feels like the middle of winter at the moment. Um, and short course season is coming up. Um, for a lot of the swimmers as well here yep. and then we're doing we've been doing a lot of preparation work um, with them behind the scenes and you know we've implemented we've actually got some new equipment that actually is going to I think have a net positive in their performance and we've already seen some changes in their training as well um, but we're going to talk about kind of like the, what are the key things that we're focusing on uh, for the off season for, uh, for the swimmers um, in the short course season but some of this is still transferable to long course in terms of the ideas and the concepts as well so w- what are some of those things Matt? Yeah um, so obviously different pool lengths going to have different demands on the body so um, short course is going to be bit more I guess power focus and your ability to continuously exert the same force and power um, pushing off the wall a lot more a um, lot more underwater so we need to be powerful through the legs um, and through the core especially so we can maintain positions and maintain strong positions um, but yeah we also need to just like in any sport sense um, in this off season one focusing on that power and um, repeat power like I just said but also just coming back into um, redeveloping um, the muscular endurance and the muscular conditioning that may have been lost as we sort of peaked up towards the end of um, or for nationals or states at the end of long course season so just getting back into a more generic training base um, with a different sort of focus um, like I said it's still transferable we're still swimming at the end of the day still the same strokes just in a different size pool um, yeah, different focus at the moment. Cool. Yeah, and one, one of those focuses for the training base is generating or creating high variety in movements. So we go, we tend to go more non-specific, but focusing more so on the lower, lower half and core. Um, yeah. As we mentioned, Matt mentioned uh, before, more time underwater, almost double the amount of turns, um, and then as a result that you're pushing off the wall a lot more, you're doing the dolphin kick a lot more. Um, yeah, I think you can spend, some of them said you can spend up like 50% of your time underwater. Well, yeah, you can spend 15 metres, so in a 25-metre pool, that's yeah, <laughs> half the pool, so half the race is pretty much... Over half, yeah. Yeah, if you're efficient and, and good at the time underwater as well, um, you can definitely get a gain a big advantage in that aspect because yeah obviously the, we're the quickest when we're under the water or just under the water um there's no real surface resistance as we're coming in and out um surfacing so we can be as quick as we can be underwater so we want to be as strong and powerful there yeah so i guess as we as we go through this phase um by the time of recording they're probably going to start transitioning out into it more strength and power but the muscular endurance side and the work capacity. So what we've done with a lot of the athletes is keep the repetitions relatively high to 12 to 15 for more of their larger compound movements. Some of their accessory-based stuff, we keep it in probably in the sets of 20. Mm-hmm. Most of the athletes here, we've kind of pushed them into doing two high-quality sets more so um, because their volume in the pool has also increased as well. Yep. So we're cognizant of all these like factors then they're going through a high stress period because exams are coming up 
yep. as well for them. Yep. Well, the GAT for the year 12s, unfortunately. Yep. Um, so we want to make sure that we're not overloading them too soon. And we kind of like from a training perspective, building that base so they can better tolerate training. So training to train in that sense. Um, then as we get closer and closer, we'll be focusing more on the strength of power, but still not neglecting the, um, the endurance side as well uh, for the athlete. And by short course, you know, it's more focusing on the peaking perspective. Yeah. And like you said, we're taking into account all forms of training. So obviously their swim training um, in the pool, but also their, I don't know, they might be playing another sport as well. And again, they might be coming into finals if they're playing netball or basketball or um, some playing football for school as well. So all these different sports and factors are coming into play. So now's the time where we're able to, I guess, tinker with their training, their diet, their preparation for for training so we might try a new approach that we want to try for say competition day to a training day to i don't know for one of our athletes um she had half a snickers bar before her training and all of a sudden she's yeah swimming out of the water so um finding little approaches like that by accident or whether it be yeah by accident or on purpose trial and error yeah now's the time to really play around with that you know if we're getting into states and nationals I wouldn't recommend trying something new for the first time there. Sort of stick to what you already know, what, are you, what already works. So, yeah, now's the time to really, yeah, like you said, trial and error. Um, see if we can find something new that's going to just reignite, even if it just reignites your joy for training or, you know, if you are if you have amusement, it might be a Snickers bar or a chocolate bar or something like that. Um, having that for training, it might excite you or might look forward to it after training or something like that. Yeah, then and some of the big things we're doing at the moment is the um, core work at the moment. So, because they're doing almost double the amount of turns, turns do become quite critical. Yep. So the idea is we want to try and get them a lot more tighter and have more control. So obviously you've got to fold yourself up into a ball to some degree, then you've got to rotate at the same time, then you've got to launch yourself up off the wall. So from the core perspective, we've been we have like a progressive series that we've been focusing on for for them. They'll do like a dead bug with the kettlebell. And then they'll do like a dead, dead bug to reverse curl. And then they're doing a um, basically a bench incline reverse curl yep. at the moment. Well, some of them are. And then the idea is to get the rest of them to progress to that point as well. And the idea is, is to get it controlled and tight. Then the next phase is to incorporate some sort of rotation as well. So we've got some, um, they're called what's the strap. Um, some fancy straps from the US and then we can actually train rotation and then we can train rotation more in like a squatted position as if they were in that turn. Now, mm -hmm. I know we've discussed sports specificity, but look, if you can put them in the position and they can increase their capacity to do it and it works, I'm like, go ahead, do it. Yep. Some, some people are against it um, based on, you know, there's no such thing as sports specificity. But I think to some degree, you can actually train it in more of a controlled fashion then integrate it into the actual pool, get the feedback from the athlete. And if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, okay, you can move on from that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and hopping on that point, we just had a conversation before about one of the athletes here um, in terms of Olympic lifting. Like from from a Olympic lifting standpoint, if they're going to be on stage and competing, we might not be perfect form there or whatnot. Obviously, we're trying to be lifting safe and everything like that but i guess our focus is more on their ri not rigidity but like their ability to ability to generate power in a small window of time um but also be efficient yeah 
as yeah. well in their movement. So, because at the moment we're focusing on snatches, yeah, um, with a lot of the swimmers, the thing I like about the snatch, it actually forces them to better utilize their legs and get them into a better position to generate power as well. Now for swimming, main times you really generate power off the wall is well in in swimming is the block start number one number yep. two is the turns yeah for for um for a snatch but also a lot of people don't realize with the snatch is you're trying to raise your torso out of the water so you think of um, the event of a butterfly you got to raise your torso out of the water into that overhead position and you got to get then you got to turn your arms over as well so same thing in the snatch it's not sport specific, but we are teaching them that power generating capacity, keeping their upper body rigid as their lower body does a lot of the lot more of the work because our lower body has more muscle mass. Um, it's a lot more efficient than trying to you know power purely through our arms as well, and it create and um, it teaches us that coordination and synchronization. You know that sometimes when we do um, a locomotive um, movement. Like that's what like uh, yeah locomotive movement like running or um, swimming or even cycling to a lesser degree we actually have a reduced efficiency in those movements because they don't have a a eccentric phase compared to like a Olympic lifting or even just strength training as well and the eccentric phases in training in the gym can actually make one more efficient at movement as well when it's incorporated so you need e eccentric isometric and obviously concentric uh, for general movement but because of swimming and it doesn't have that it's it's pretty much just concentric where the muscles either lengthen and then the, then the then the opposing muscles will actually shorten then those muscles that are lengthened will actually start to pull through as well but we also want to make sure that if I, we've got um, muscles that are shortening like our glutes and then we want to make sure that we're trying to lengthen in other areas as well so we're teaching um, in a more coordinated fashion but under tension as well and unfortunately what with a sport like swimming it's harder to create that tension yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Um, then I guess, yeah, that's pretty much the focus for the swimmers at the moment. And with, I guess, with Holly at the moment, we're trying something a little bit different because she's got um, trials coming up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, world's trials. Um, and, yeah, we've been doing the lactate retention method. Um, I know you've done it a couple of times. and Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to touch on it? Or yeah, I'll, I'll touch yeah. on it. You can, yeah. you can give us uh, give your you experience. Review of it, yeah, yeah. Um, you give us yeah your five star review of it. Um, lactate retention method is you pick a, a conditioning movement. So whether it's like you could do like stair runs, um, you could do the bike, you could do the rower that has minimal um, eccentric load. So running would have a high eccentric load. Um, you could even do, actually you could do hill sprints as long as the hill is actually long enough. Yeah, for um for a thirty second period, so it's a long, it's quite a long time you're working hard for. So we're we're generating lactic acid essentially, mm -hmm. pyruvate converted to lactic acid, and whatnot, right? We're changing the uh, muscle acidity within um, within the um, the lower body more so. Then what we do is is we drop into a squat hold. So this is the bottom of a squat position. Now the purpose of holding, so we do the bike jump into the squat position for 30 so 30 seconds on the bike 30 seconds in that squat position we allow lactate to pull excuse me and when we do when we hop into that squat position 
we get arterial flow to the active tissue that just worked because obviously they need more. Um, oh, I can't remember now. Yeah. Oh no. So we we cut off. No. So we we cut off the flow of oxygen to the area. So we allow pulling to occur. So we allow arterial flow. Sorry, but we prevent venous return. So mm -hmm. all so all that lactate. Um, pull uh, pulls in the in the muscles also more the hydrogen ions as well um, as a result it makes the muscles more acidic then over time if you do that over multiple sets over six sets you'll notice a reduction in power output over the 30 second period and you get two two and a half minute rest afterwards so it takes a little while to get it done the adaptation from that is we have a better ability to tolerate acidic muscles and acidic muscles basically means they produce less power it's just an adaptation of the human species that when we're very acidic we need to slow down and we need to remove these metabolites or byproducts so then we can start to function again because we can only do high intensity bouts for a limited period of time we're increasing the the work that we can do in that limited time as a result Plus, the upside of doing something like this is you're reducing the, um, the I guess, the overall load that you're exposing the athlete to. And I think that's probably the biggest upside is you can do this in a very concentrated period of time and get a high adaptation from it. And, then as, a and as a result, it can be micro, not microdosed, but like planned in the early off seasons or, or even the early pre-seasons um, for any sport. Mm -hmm. We've just done it for swimming because for Holly, um, she feels like her issue. legs, yeah. that's been her issue. So yeah. we're trying to address that specifically. Um, then as a result, we should see an upside in terms of her legs recovering quite well or she can, can be more consistent and she wants to, to transition to 200 free. Now, obviously, there's a lot more kicking in 200 free. So we want to make sure that she can better tolerate the, the high intensity for a longer period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I guess at least we'll... From Holly's perspective, so the athlete that we're working on it with, um, she doesn't, I wouldn't say doesn't enjoy it, but in, appreciates where it's going to help her, I would say that. Um, so the way transpared it is the first half of the session is, um, I guess, a power focus. So we're going with what snatch triple or power snatch triple to a weighted chin-up. Um, eight sets or ten sets or three of that yeah like just that. gradually building up on weight and intensity with it yeah so we're still getting some um strength and power focus to the session and then the second half of the session is where we do the the lactate retention um um series so i think that takes with the rest and everything 20 25 minutes or something like that so not not too long but something you can just attach onto the end of a session so if like we say if that's the athlete's main issue whether it's in the pool or applies to field um, tr track athletes as well, I guess. Um, so, yeah, field, court, um, track, or in the pool athletes. Um, if that's their main issue, you know, they're having heavy legs, they can't run out games, or they're, even if they can run out games, but they're just severely lack, like you said, their power is just depleted, um, this might be a good tool for you to use. So um, you can still get that power and microdose of speed um, and everything like that so it's something we've harped on in a previous podcast there so you can still get those same adaptations that you want um, in other factors and then focusing more on your 
um, lactate retention and endurance and that side of things. So I guess my personal review of these sessions are, again, they're not fun as well, but yes, it's 30 seconds of hard bike. Um, I wouldn't call it all out, all out, but I'd say like 85%, 90%, yeah. so a hard effort. Um, if you're using a assault bike or a roller or something like that, try to keep the watts or the power the same and see if you can hold that throughout the sets. I think that's the best um, metric to use to see um, how much your power is depleting. And then it's a 30-second squat hold. Um, and the squat holds right, like, deep, deep, deep. So elevate the heels quite high, um, and you're sitting right at the bottom of it. So it might seem a bit weird, just sort of just resting on your bums, resting on your heels pretty much. Just breathing through yeah. your nose. Um, oh, yeah, and that's the other kicker. So you're, ideally you've got tape over your mouth, so you're just breathing through your nose the whole time. So, again, limiting the amount of oxygen you can get in. Um, again, limiting the amount you can recover and, and remove all the byproducts. So, again creating more and more um, lactic and, and waste being built up in the legs there. So increasing the acidity, learning new new concepts here as well as we go, um, in the legs So to increase that fatigue. So um, I can't say I've definitely felt a, a significant change. It's only been four weeks that I've been doing it for. But um, the sessions themselves are getting better and better. I can see I'm holding the same if not better power but definitely more consistent over the sets is, is the main thing so don't think it's going to make me more powerful but I'm able to hold on to the same wattage over the over the sets which I guess is the main focus yeah and that's pretty much it then yeah. it won't really it, it's hard to kind of see it I know if you see it happen in training, obviously you want it to tra- transfer in the gym here. Then you obviously want to see a transfer into your sport. And now it's, it's hard. It's hard to really measure that perspective. But say, for example, if your legs are feeling fresher and you're still doing the same intense efforts at training, and you feel better, that's actually a net positive. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like you said, that's the main thing. If from Monday to Saturday with their swim training, if they're able to um, perform the same Monday to Saturday, that's the win. It's not like okay, in this 200-meter swim, I'm all of a sudden five seconds quicker because my legs aren't getting tired anymore. That's not necessarily the... The purpose or the, the purpose. intent. I mean, if that happens, that's great. But, our, yeah, our focus is the repeat effort. So if we're able to perform better and, and train better for their seven, eight sessions in a week, that's going to have a better effect over the whole year versus just looking at one acute race or swim or 200 meter swim which will take them two three minutes something like that so yeah i think it's just a better a better tolerate um, training load intensities as yeah. it starts to get harder and that's why we implement it more in the off season for her yeah as yep. a result yeah cool yeah we'll wrap it up there yeah nothing more for me done i got nothing else um if you like this episode please like subscribe share it with friends um it really does help us like i said on every i say on every podcast it really helps us to spread the message of what we're trying to do is improve, I guess, the knowledge, the experience, and the quality of youth athlete development uh, in our pocket. And then we were trying to spread that out to others. Um, I think we have an, an opportunity. We see the industry growing even more with youth athlete development and you know youth strength and conditioning. You know, but we need to make sure that there is good knowledge and um, there's ways that that. You know, parents are, are more empowered and have resources available um, because 
unfortunately there is a lot of information out there but we want to make sure that we share what we know from experience and what we know from our knowledge and what we've done with working with you know hundreds of members here and, and seeing in the positive outcomes of it as well so i think you know you know we embody and we, we say what we do and do what we say in the sense so until next one next time see you on the next one catch up you have just listened to the inner athlete podcast be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes be sure to follow us on facebook and instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring